Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Beautiful scenic shots of downtown Phoenix, Arizona. You love them. You love them. Sight of Super Bowl 57. The week is flying by. It is already Wednesday. Somebody say Wednesday. That doesn't hit the same. Doesn't work, right. Doesn't no. hit the same. We'll do it tomorrow. Michael's here. Michael's here. <laughs> Natalie's here. What's Classing up? up the joint. Uh, the week is flying by. We're having so much fun. Yeah. The years have flown by. Yeah. Just yesterday, he graced the cover of Sports Illustrated. Mm. As the chosen one. Just yesterday, you were going to St. Vincent, St. Mary, in your hometown of Akron, Ohio, yeah. to, to see to what this all kid. the fuss was about. This kid. This, this teenager. This junior. This second coming. Junior in high school. And now he's first all time. Coming off the football scoring. field. Right. Because they have football this practice. This all-state wide it receiver. A, it was a playoff game. They had, a, they had football practice. He leaves football practice, walks into the gym. St. Vincent, St. Mary, for those of you who have been there, most of you haven't. Anyway, for most of you who have been there, these double doors, you walk in the double doors, and here he is. LeBron James rips off the sweatshirt, sweatpants. He was like, okay, let's go. I'm here. And the yeah. practice went to another level. This is like 16-year-old LeBron James. So, And he's been everything he was hyped and billed and expected to be and more, on and off the court. Um Michael, you used to say this. So, Natalie, you and I talked about it. You're a Jordan person. You were raised right. You're young, but you were raised right. Right, right. My requisite daily Natalie age joke. I got to do it once a day at least, okay? That's out the way. I'm not going to do it no Out more. the way. But, so you're a Jordan person. Everybody knows I'm a Jordan person. Michael, at some point, I don't know if you were trolling no. or if it turned for you. Was he? Ooh. Where you went on the LeBron no, side. And even though we knew last night was coming, it was inevitable. We knew he was, was he, going he, to pass Kareem as the number one all-time scorer. We knew he was going to continue to climb the assist chart. He's fourth all-time. I'm wondering, even though we knew it was coming, okay. now that it's happened, no, no, see, this, this, has it changed anything for this you? This changes nothing. Okay. This changes nothing. This is it not, cements I, it then? It, it, Does no, it cement no, something no, for no, you? No, I'll rephrase it's it. Like, okay, it, no, because it, it was, okay, we knew this was coming before the season, right? Correct. And so it's almost like you know something's going to happen, then it happens like, oh, no, my mine eyes have seen. No. Right. I mean, no we know we he can score. Okay, <laughs> he scored a lot of points. Yeah. We don't really have time. I'm going to make this brief because we don't have time for really what this deserves. I've never seen a player like Michael Jordan. I've never – I haven't seen anybody who reminds me of Michael Jordan. So Jordan is, is unmistakable. He is unique. There's no such thing as very unique. It's redundant. He's, he's unique. I haven't seen anybody play like that. And, but beyond that, Jordan, for me, culturally, was everything. I, I, like the old folks, okay, uh, the Beatles, uh, <laughs> you know, what, some kind of cultural phenomenon, whatever it was for you. It'd be the beehive today, I guess. I'm just trying to think <laughs> of, like, some kind of comparison. Michael Jordan, there was so much excitement around how he looked, yeah. what he said, where he was, how he played. And that was, that was so um, assuring for me. That, that was so transformative for me as a kid. 
Like Michael Jordan, the way he wore his shorts, we wore our shorts like that. When he went bald, oh, our brothers went bald. Uh, okay, he, he was good for the. Hey, hey, I know Benny always talked about this. You know, the, uh, his colorism for the dark skins in the in the house. Michael Jordan was tremendous. I'm serious. So, so it, it, you can't really compare. But that all that being said, I'd say put it all together. LeBron, I think LeBron's a better player. Okay. So I told you a long time ago. Ooh. I'm not going to fight you on that. That hurt. I'm not going to fight you on that. Saying that. Because. But I believe that. Natalie, you weren't with us then. I feel like I'd drop the mic, if I may say so, on this conversation, at least for me. I tapped out of it because I think it's Prince and Stevie Wonder. I think it's a matter of preference. Like, I love Stevie Wonder. I'm a Prince guy. He loves Prince. He's a Stevie Wonder guy. I'm a Jordan guy. If you want to go to bat for LeBron James, say he's the greatest basketball player of all time, I'm not going to fight you on it. They got some people who say Kareem, some will say Magic. It, it's a cop-out, but it's true. To be in the conversation yeah. in and of itself. It's a blessing, right. And, and the way that he's evolved his game over the years, the way that he's adapted with the game, the way that he's been at yeah. the forefront of the game's evolution, the, the versatility, um, you know, the, the prowess at both ends of the court, um, his career, I'll give him this, he should, he should believe he's the best. He has every right to believe he's the best. If I don't agree, that's, that's my opinion. Right. He's got an argument. His story. You're starting to go there. His story. I, don't, I won't even say he has the best career. Because I, I, I still think you could put Kareem's basketball career. The guy, yeah. who, the guy who, who passed the torch to him last night. Yeah, and that's Going and back that's to high thing. school at Power Memorial. Going back to UCLA, the Olympics. I mean, Kareem, it's, all that off the court career. Can I just is in, interject for 15 yeah, sure. seconds? Just 15, then I'll give it back to you. Yeah. Just a little, par- uh, little uh, parenthetical. It's so funny that it's like LeBron passes Kareem. Does it change anything for you? Is LeBron the best? How about the guy he passed? Yeah. He's just been totally ignored. No, in this he hasn't been totally ignored. He's been ignored. He, he hasn't has. been totally no. As the Michael, greatest. You as can't greatest, be totally ignored as when great, everybody goes out no. of his way, rightfully so, to say he's being ignored. But see, but that, he's no what? longer being ignored. Can I say this? Can I say this? Yeah. I don't and think I, he's I, actually I, really I being use considered this. anymore. I think, I, Kareem? I, I haven't used my I haven't no, used I my quota. I don't think of this generation and when the conversation's right. framed, it's exactly. constantly framed between the two. And that's always what my issue is. Thank you, Natalie. Just say because I was about to cuss. I was about to cuss. Thank you. Kareem is in the conversation. And I love that you said magic because there was a time that people considered magic the best and like people just started overlooking these things and if you talk to people of generations even before me they're still like wait hold on Bill Russell. so yeah so <laughs> right. it's just it, it's well, not well, being framed like that Kobe okay right wait, wait, you cuss now though because if LeBron could cuss then you could cuss <laughs> no, I was going to say go ahead but, and say F and, man but no no, no I'm going to say I'm going to say it's bullshit Okay. Okay, well, it's total bullshit. Everything you, you say, just said is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Because here it is. This is why it is. It, you can't tell me, like, But hey, I'm entertaining I, you. I, I, I appreciate you. And like, you are in the conversation. But, like, people say that all the time. And that, you want to talk about a cop-out. That's a cop-out for Kareem. Hey, why are just asking, why are we talking about Kareem? But nobody makes the case. No, a they'll lot say, of people do make the say, case. Oh, I don't on. think you listen to the right people. No, I, I, what I hear is, hey, Kareem... Uh, he, he had six MVPs and all these championships, and he won it in two different places. And look at this all-time leading score. And then it goes right back. It defaults to the LeBron-MJ debate. There is no three-headed debate here, okay. Mike. Right. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. It feels so like. So if, if we're going to talk about Kareem, let's talk about Kareem. Okay, let's talk about Kareem being an all-time leading score without a three-point shot. If we, well, we can right. do that. You know what I mean? But 
ultimately, I would say my, my overall point of LeBron was. But the reason I'm talking about him is because he's seven two and he's. No, and, and, and I don't hard, take anything away from Kareem. But it's hard. To, but I think it's hard for people to look at it that, to, to appreciate what he did so gracefully, so efficiently. Without the three-point shot, 7-2, it's hard to look at a guy. It, it, there's no crossover. There is no, ooh, he jumped and he dunked. It, I think, it, honestly, none, you know what it is? I think it's optics. You know I think what it a is? lot of it's optics. You know what it is? Because, I mean, Shaq would like a word. I mean, a lot of people like a word. You know what it is? It's because Jordan was the GOAT, the guy who wore 23, the guy who was a wing player, the guy who reminded us of Jordan. Yeah. That's where we went. Same with Kobe. So I don't think it's a matter of a slight against Kareem. It's more about who LeBron reminded us of or who he was coming for. Had the GOAT been a center, then maybe we would be – had the GOAT been Kareem and not Jordan, maybe we'd be looking at a center the way we look at LeBron. But what I wanted to say was LeBron's story is unmatched. That's all I was going to say. Coming, you've, you talked about what Akron, Ohio yeah. is and was. But what he came from and his biggest misstep, quote-unquote, is, a, is a, an announcement at a boys and girls club. Okay, the career he's had on and off the court, there is no no better story in the NBA. And last night was such a great capper. Watching his sons, who you know, soon he's gonna be playing with his son, he's gonna add that to his legacy. Watching his sons watch him was truly special. Hey, send that to me. He said, Kurt, you got that same? Yeah. You got that of same? course, Dad. <laughs> Kurt Healing, you were in the house last yeah. night. You probably overheard us having for the umpteenth millionth time uh, a GOAT discussion. I think a debate gets more and more difficult with every LeBron James yeah. accomplishment. What did last night's uh, formality, because we knew it was coming, uh, and he has nothing else to prove, but what did last night's formality and his cor- the coronation of, for the king taking the throne and taking the crown as the all-time leading scorer, what does that do to, if anything, to the GOAT conversation? I, I think it's, I would say you could argue it's another pillar in his argument, but, or, you know, whatever you want to phrase that. But like you said, we knew that was coming. Like we've known since before the season, he was going to get it this season. So I don't think it changes anything. I do think sometimes what gets overlooked, and I thought Darvin Ham made this awesome point before the game, LeBron's not a scorer by nature. It puts up a lot of points. He's a playmaker. Yeah. He's a guy who right. wants to pass first. And Ham's like, you know, when you empower everybody around you, when you make all your teammates better and make Booby Gibson a threat and all these guys who he's lifted up through Austin Reeves this year, when those guys are threats, your scoring chop hmm. gets You can get to the bucket and get your buck because I can't leave this guy because Moronk's going to find him and make him look good. He might be the best teammate of all time. What did last night, what, what was your biggest takeaway from the scene last night being oh, in the building? Because yeah. you could feel the electricity was, through the screen. Yeah. It was the first time I had felt Laker Nation, Laker fans embraced LeBron. Really embraced him. Because remember, he came to town on the heels of Kobe. He was never 
and they were excited about him coming there and the possibilities, but he was never, he was a mercenary. He wasn't welcomed in like one of their own. They don't make the playoffs the first year. They win a title, but everybody's sitting at home watching their couch and small. There was no community in LA. You couldn't go to the games. You couldn't even go to a bar, right? Like everybody was home during COVID watching it on their TVs. It didn't have the same cultural impact in the city. This was the first time it was a full-throated war. It was a full-throated embrace of LeBron as he set history in the building. And you could feel Laker fans everywhere just so into this and into this moment and this, you know, like the Lakers needed another piece of legacy. But like it fits in. If you're going to do it, it's kind of wild to do it on that stage. And I, I felt like that was the one takeaway. There was, that felt like a, guys, it felt like a finals game. It had that finals game kind of energy. All right. Well, well, Kurt Heelan, you're a basketball storyteller. You're a basketball historian, uh, and, and you're no longer in your daughter's room. So when you when you come back, <laughs> when you like, so when you when you get to uh, grandpa and great grandpa status, what will you tell the young kids about this guy, LeBron James? What are you going to say? Yeah, I'd like grandpa status to be a few years off if we can arrange that. Um, <laughs> I I would still say the most gifted player ever and a guy who look obviously touched by the gods six nine incredibly quick insane vision almost an eidetic memory of basketball if you if you guys have interviewed him you, michael you guys have been around him like he can recall plays from three years ago and like where everybody is on the court it, it's ridiculous and through all that how many guys have we seen in every sport have gifts and not make the most of them LeBron, I think the lesson from him, what I would want my kids to take away from him is, I mean, we wrote, I wrote a story this week talking about LeBron's conditioning. You know, he was stretching every morning and every night at age 10 and 11. He was icing himself after games in high school. He was envisioning what he could be and how long he could play that early and taking care of his body that early in a way, look, I don't know, when I was in high school, the only ice was in my drinks. Like it was, it was not. It was not like I said. But like he was preparing for this opportunity to have his yeah. body ready for this. Not everybody takes advantage of their gifts the way he did. Yeah. Now I got one last question for you, Kurt. Yeah, Kurt. I'm just curious. Where do you think this cements him in Laker, his legacy for Ooh. the Laker franchise, with there being so many greats? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I'd still say he's he's kind of on the second tier. Like that top tier is Kobe and Magic and probably just those two and then maybe west you could argue i um it's a little before my time uh, the, uh, based on the videos i've seen the flattest shot that was ever good i don't know how a guy ever made a basket um and then <laughs> you got that second tier with uh, he might eventually make there i don't know with one championship it's hard to do it because Shaq has yeah. Shaq and kobe have shadow Shaq and kobe has five kobe's on that upper echelon with michael but like got three from everybody i don't know he'd be a little farther down just because it's so deep and everybody else has so many yeah. championships hey Kurt, you're number one in our book you're number one in our book baby we appreciate you thank you so much well we'll talk thank to you, you again trade deadline clock's ticking i'm sure we'll talk to you later this week thanks brother yeah all right <laughs> <laughs> see what the lakers do we had to remind them about the yeah, trade deadline like, oh, like, oh, here it comes. back to life back to reality uh, <laughs> speaking of the clock are right, we gonna take this break hendon hooker formerly of the University of Tennessee, coming to an NFL team near you. Nice. It's coming up. I, I just, I really don't think people underrate Kareem. And if they do, they're idiots. 
That's all. That's what I'm saying. I didn't say it was underrated. He's not underrated. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Michael, we would talk about how people limit the GOAT conversation to two people. A lot of people limit the top quarterback in the 2023 NFL draft conversation uh, to three or four guys. And too many people are leaving out Tennessee's Hendon Hooker, who mm. is rehabbing from a torn ACL but is still making an impression upon talent evaluators. He's here with us. Rehabbing in a chair. Mm-hmm. Well, it's actually, it's an updated one. That was my, my first day throwing and uh, my first week, um, you know, in draft prep and, and now being able to transition to one knee throws. Um, I have some posted on my Twitter. Um, you know, it's a blessing just to, uh, you know, progress every day and uh, stay in this grind. So let's... It's great let's, to see you, by the way. It's man. great to see you. Yeah, yeah. Let's first handle you. business. Let's, yeah. let's first take care of business let's before we get into, uh, get into your rehab and, and your draft process. Mm-hmm. So you are here for Bush's Beans. They're in their first ever big game TV ad, which will air during the second half of the game. It features Peyton Manning, yep. your former, uh, your, your fellow, mm-hmm. I should say, uh, Tennessee volunteer. Uh, you've been eating Bush's baked beans for a lot of time. Your dad's even got a secret family recipe, which probably includes, let me guess, some mustard, some brown sugar. You're not giving it away. Yeah, I can't oh. give it away. Oh, okay. He's trying to say it's secret, right? Come on, you can't give it away. Okay, so if you're an NFL team, he will keep team business right in front of the cameras? You're going to ask me that. It's family business. I can't give away that. <laughs> but I like I like me some baked beans though, yeah. especially with the meat in it, with yeah. barbecue yeah. in it. You know, mm-hmm. so so why bushes? Why is bush your, your favorite baked bean? Yeah, so you know, like you said, uh, it's, it's been a, a family recipe. My dad, you know, makes for us, uh, you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving, birthdays. Um, you know, Mike, even my friends still request it. You know, so uh, I know he's he's definitely gonna whip something up uh, here. You know, on Sunday for the game uh, this summer, he finally gave me the recipe. So that's when you know. Oh, so he you, gave you, you the secret. Yeah, okay, so, okay, I that's see. When you know you now you gotta guard that. it. To that adulthood, you know, you start getting the family recipes, and hopefully one day I can pass it down to my so son. So did you did you try it out? Have you tried it out a couple oh, times? Yeah. Okay, how did it mm-hmm. compare to dads? Mm-hmm. Uh, how how'd you match up? I think I think I might take the cake, man. Oh, you got it. Yeah, I told I told my I told my mom that she said I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to see you come around uh, Christmas Thanksgiving. So, um, and then I asked my friends because they they've experienced both sides too, and they were the first 
group of people to uh, to try mine. So uh, they said, I think you, you might have your dad here. So okay, looking All forward right. to it. Well, listen, man. So you obviously are comfortable. You you, you know present well. Uh, you've been the face of a program. Um, we heard you did a really good job in the interview portion and the meetings at the Senior Bowl. Why do you think uh, you made such an impression on NFL evaluators, Don and Mobile? Mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, just showing my football IQ and just showing the character and person that I am and showing my leadership uh, qualities, um, which is huge, you know, in that quarterback position and, and becoming the face of, of um, you know, of a, a dynasty, you know, you – you have to have those qualities and for face and, of a dynasty. Yes, sir. So you so, got big goals. You yeah, ain't trying to be the face of a franchise. Definitely. I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm. You know, okay. I'm trying to uh, make my mark. You know, in this league, whenever you know my time comes, and um, through this process, I just want to soak up as much information, and um, you know, from any and everybody. So bits and pieces from any and everybody, and utilize that throughout my process. Because so much is on the quarterback, and as you said, face of a dynasty. If you're going to do that. What do you think that what are the challenges beyond just going out there and, and reading the defense and making the throws like you, you're almost like a you're a CEO. It's like a CEO job. What are the biggest challenges you think? Uh, you know, communicating at a high level. I feel like communication is the base of it. Um, being able to communicate with everyone and creating connections, uh, you know, throughout the organization and throughout the building that starts in front office down to players, coaches. Um, you know, down to the to the janitors and lunch ladies, um, and that's something that I did. You know, at Tennessee before I even got on the football field, I made sure that I made those connections so I, I could communicate. Uh, you know, you can't talk to everyone the same way, um, and so to be able to do that and uh, do that at a high level, I think that's how you get to where you want to be. Dude, every year we talk to a quarterback and fall in love. We're with like, Mark. this is our quarterback. All right, you know, official quarterback, <laughs> brother from another now. Okay, all right, uh, we move it up. We know you got a busy schedule, man. You got a lot of you make the rounds here, at Radio Row. Um, so we, we know you got the intangibles. We know you got the IQ. We know you got it from the neck up. Um, we saw what, I mean, you were killing it before you got hurt. Where are you in the recovery process, and how available will you be for the start of football activities once you're drafted? Yeah, so today starts the, um, the seventh week of my recovery post-operation. Um, and to be able to move around how I am and to do the exercise that I am, I'm ahead of schedule. Um, so getting back with my doctor uh, and getting his brace off is kind of messing up my outfits. But um, <laughs> being, able to, being able to get this brace off and start doing a lot more um, explosive drills um, and, and getting to some jogging and some things of that nature, I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, and as you can see, I made that transition from sitting down in a chair to throwing to you know, being on one knee and, and the next step is be standing and just be at platform, just simple one-step things and then uh, continue to build from there. So uh, you know, every day I just look at it as, as a leg workout. Um, I, don't, I never come in with you know with a bad attitude. I'm blessed to be in this position. I'm even though that my leg is hurt. Yeah. Um, you know, not a lot of people get to you know go through what I'm going through. So. Man, we can't wait to see where you end up. Exactly. I'm drafting yeah. you in my dynasty I fantasy league. Yeah, all right, I'm targeting you. There we go. All right, man. You're not supposed it. to be playing it though. You're not supposed <laughs> to be playing the dynasty. No, not fantasy. 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 Okay. Okay. So I, I still got to get right. my fix. Okay. All right. Hand and Hooker coming to a town near you, man. Hard not to be impressed by this guy. Bush is best. We'll talk about the recipe offline. You can share with me off the record. No, you can't. It's a family recipe. We'll chop it up and we can let you try some, but I can't. You know, it's the beans. We look for all. Nice. And he got bars. And he got bars. Yeah. bars. But we look forward to trying it, though. Yes, sir. We look forward to trying it. Yeah, yeah. We're here for that. All right, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate y'all having me. LeBron, what a legendary night in NBA history. You're breaking the all-time scoring record. And to honor that, I had to come back. 
to the place that it all started, Akron, Ohio. Every journey has its beginning. And tonight, I lied, I lied to you. Uh, I'm actually still at the club in Miami, but definitely all the girls say congrats though, right girls? Congrats, right? Congrats, congrats brother, sorry. sorry. Okay, that was classic. That uh, was really funny. That was classic. Uh, no, Drake's if this rapping thing don't work out. Okay, look at Vinny. Vinny, why, why Vinny? Why? Vinny why? Didn't like what, what, it. Okay. Vinny didn't think it was funny. Okay, look. Okay, he thought it was lame. Light skin humor. What? what? You just you're not a Drake guy. Baby rage. What, Vinny? Oh my god. We take all your lines before you say them. Vinny, you should be all smiles, and you have a beautiful smile, Vinny. You should be all smiles because <laughs> you were one of the fortunate few who got to be in the house last night to witness history. That word witness has been thrown around LeBron's entire career. We've all got to witness his entire career. What a privilege I imagine it was for you to be there. I'm sure you had your phones out like everybody else did. But what was it like being in the building? I mean, bro, you know, you get to cover everything. You're everywhere. You had all these big moments and, you know, you got credentials, you know, galore. What was it like for you just as a professional and as a basketball fan to be in the building for something like that? Well, before I began, Drake is lame as hell. And if you're going to make a tribute video, why make it about you? Just make it about the event. Don't turn it into some, you know, caramel macchiato uh, advertisement for whatever the hell you're doing in Miami. Like, you just stop being lame. Just do it and get it out the way. Like, that's the, you know, Denzel Washington was at the game last night. You know what I mean? Real chill, like a fan, not making himself out to be like he has some fantasy camp or something like that. It was just ridiculous. Now, Back to the lecture at hand. <laughs> it was pretty cool to be there. I, I don't know if if it, it didn't feel like the NBA Finals. Let me let me get that right. It didn't feel like the NBA Finals, but okay. it felt big. It felt like something historic. I don't know if it felt warm. It felt like a an NBA event. Like you saw Adam Silver there. You saw you know Mark Tatum, the deputy commissioner, like Joe Dumars, like a lot of these people who work for the NBA were there. And then you saw Magic and Kareem and other people. It felt, it didn't feel like a Laker accomplishment. It felt like an NBA accomplishment. And maybe that comes with the nomadic nature of LeBron mm -hmm. James in his career. I think it would have mm -hmm. felt differently in Cleveland. It probably would have felt differently in Miami had yeah. he hung around a little bit longer. But in the NBA, just to bring it back, there's no real celebration about numbers. Like, I couldn't tell you how many assists or steals that John Stockton has or rebounds or block shots that, that are the unbreakable records. So to see this record come down and to see the celebration behind it, you kind of have to take yourself out of the moment and say, oh, this is something really big because this isn't football or baseball where you kind of know the numbers. Basketball is a little bit different, or at least the NBA is a little bit different. So it was, it was, a, it was just a different night all the way around. I did see Jay-Z last night and I thought yeah. about it. Jay-Z has been relevant since 1996. Denzel Washington has been relevant since, like, the 80s. 19, we talk about 80s. longevity. We talk yeah. about longevity. That's longevity. Yeah. Right. You know, we, we talk about this, uh, like, LeBron in his 20 years, and he's mentioned it, and other people have mentioned how his game has evolved over the 20 years, and he's added some things that he didn't have clearly his first for even four or five years. I, I wonder, Vinny, if, if you're – discussion of LeBron has evolved like do you look That's at a him good way of putting it. yeah do you look at him 
in a way now that maybe you didn't five, six years ago? And if so, how? No, I don't think I look at him any differently. Um, I think the longevity has said, man, he's been able to stay healthy, right? Because there were a couple of years, especially that first year back in Cleveland, 2014-15, where he had the back injury. He went down to Miami and spent a couple weeks there. He came back and was back, you know, a lean, mean fight machine, right? So you weren't sure how long he was going to be able to stay in prime. That was damn near a decade ago. And this is still happening. You know what I mean? And don't get me wrong. He's found ways to, you know, kind of manipulate the game, you know, to work to his advantage with the spread floor and everybody's scoring 150 points now. So he's going to get in on that. But for him to stay hungry, at least in the pursuit of whatever he's in the pursuit for, that is something that the, the stamina, I guess, because you see a lot of people get mentally tired yeah. from whatever they're in pursuit of. You know, even more so than physically, you can see Michael Jordan towards the end of all three phases of his careers being physically and mentally taxed, more mentally taxed than physically taxed. And to see LeBron still have almost an insatiable appetite, even if it's an appetite for the to win the discussion more than it is to win on the floor. Um, I love the way you responded to that Twitter question. What could uh, LeBron do to be better than Jordan, become a better basketball player? I like to, when people say LeBron is better than Jordan to me, I like to say, at what? Exactly. You know, this is my like, at what exactly? <laughs> um, so, but uh, listen, we started off talking about Drake, who you okay. love. Okay. I all feel right. like with the time we have. See, I just saw, it's all Kiki in, it's all Kiki in. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying, you want to talk about, hold on. Y'all Kiki in. I want to change the subject. Okay, but ahead, I mean, go go ahead, you want to talk about underrated. You know who's underrated? <laughs> Michael freaking Jordan's okay, underrated. Okay. Because too many people think of Jordan as a scorer. No. Dude was one of the best defenders of all he time. Was. An exceptional yes. passer. An exceptional passer. I don't give a damn if he ain't top five in assists. He was an exceptional passer. How many Good defensive passer. teams did Bron make? I don't know. I'm keep up. Like Benny said, I'm keep up. LeBron, LeBron has made six. I don't know. LeBron has made six. LeBron has made six all-defensive teams, none since 2014, his last year in Miami. Look, look, hey, Jordan, Jordan, was a be- Jordan was a better defender. Like, no question. So, MVP, defensive so you, player of the year. Definitely. So you know who's not You know who's not going to make all-defense anytime soon, but he is rather defensive, is your favorite player, Vinny Goodwill. And that's one, Kyrie Irving. Here he is from last night. Yeah, I just know I want to be places where I'm celebrated uh, and not just tolerated or, or, or just, um, you know, kind of dealt with in a way that doesn't make me feel respected. Um, and there were times throughout this process when I was in Brooklyn where I felt very disrespected and my talent uh, worked extremely hard at what I do. No one ever talks about my work ethic, though. Everyone talks about what I'm doing off the floor. So um, I just want to change that narrative, write my own story, and just continue to prepare the gym. And now that I'm in Dallas, just focus on what I can control, like I said. And, um, you know, I'm always going to be close with those guys in Brooklyn, just like I'm close with guys in Boston, just like I'm close to guys in Cleveland. Um, you know, it is a team competitive sport, but we care about each other's families way more off the court. So um, I know those ex- the relationships will extend off. Um, I'm just focused on preparing to win. Okay, look, that's laughable. <laughs> would, Man. Would, would you say your feed disrespect is another word for enabled? Enabled. <laughs> what? But I, but, Benny, I, what? but given the source. I understand, A, given the source, but B, Vinny, what, weren't they attaching or trying to attach his extension to winning a championship? That's not how it works in the NBA. But when you don't come to work as often as Kyrie doesn't come to work, 
that ends up being how it works. So it's like I get why, I get why he would feel that way, but ultimately it's laughable for Kyrie Irving to think that somebody has disrespected him. He is an all-pro at being truant, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> If, yeah. there, if there's an NBA at NBA 75 team and being truant, it would be like Kyrie Irving and then Dennis Rodman on a Vegas bender. And that would be the list, right? Kyrie thinks that, and, and put it like this, let's back this up. I don't know if I'm the Brooklyn Nets. I would even put stipulations on the contract, right? <laughs> I just tell him to walk either. Hey, Kyrie, guess what we doing? We doing renewable one-year deals. Like this is the old school NCAA. You going to prove your worth every year. Yo, scholarship. He, shown, he, can't, he can't be trusted. And for him yeah. to say, I've been disrespected. Like, wow. this is, a, you know what this feels like? This feels like a 2.0 student interviewing to go to Harvard, right? And being upset that you're not getting a full scholarship. I am indignant that you guys are not going to let me have a hey, free hey, ride. How do you know about my story? University. How you know my personal story? Hey, listen, disrespect <laughs> us anytime with that. But I tell you, I tell you what, I tell you what, the Nets don't need to do nothing because they got Cam Thomas. Cam Thomas out here scoring like he Benny Goodwill on Brother from Another. Benny, we gotta let you go. We got the man, uh, man of the year nominee standing by. Yes, brother. we do. We will talk to we you later you this go. week, man. We'll Thank you, you so you much. Make sure, back, make sure it ain't that other man of the year from way back when. Oh. oh, yeah, we got it. Why you? No. Why you, you pulled just up let, from just like? Let it be. Let us go to break. Yeah, Why you gotta. Keep pulling stuff from the 1990s. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Shout right. out to. But we got well, you. We ain't going to name him. All right, we'll, get, we'll talk to you But later. it was a great go. story, though. Great Solomon story. Thomas, ladies and gentlemen, when we come back. <laughs> the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed going on everyone first of all i really just appreciate y'all having me here and giving me this platform to talk and the main thing i always tell people when i talk about mental health is that it's okay not to be okay my family and i we started the defensive line where our mission is to end epidemic use suicide especially for young people of color by transforming the way we connect and communicate over mental health one of the uh best men uh, in the National Football League, and that's Solomon Thomas, New York Jets defensive lineman. 
Uh, when, if you familiarize yourself with the work he does in the community and that he's done throughout his career uh, since he came from Stanford, um, you know why he's a nominee for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. And many regard that award as the highest honor uh, that, a, that a, an athlete citizen can receive in the NFL. And it's, it's easy to say a lot of times, oh, just to be in the conversation, just to be nominated is an honor. But like this, it really is the case here. Like, what does it mean to you to be recognized for work that you're not doing for the recognition? Uh-huh. I mean, it, it truly means the world. Like, like you say, we don't do this work for the recognition. We don't do it to be nominated, but to notice that our work is making a difference, that it's impacting people, it just means the world. Um, and there's so many players around the league doing so much great work, and to be one of the ones that, that's focused on and, and work is highlighted, it means the world, and it just motivates me to keep going, to, to keep being like my peers and the other nominees here, to keep pushing my organization and myself to continue to use my platform. You know, I'm blessed with this platform to use it, and I know it's not here forever. So while I have it, I want to make sure that I'm using it all I can to help other people, to influence other people, and to make this world a better place. Now, you said in that video that we uh, came in with, you said it's okay not to be okay. Yeah. When did you get to that point? How did you get to that point to even say that? Yeah, it, it, it took a while. Like, I I, uh, I went through my own journey. Like, I lost my sister Ella, Ella to suicide in 2018, and it threw my family's world upside down. Like, we didn't know how to move on. We didn't know how to talk about mental health. It was this taboo thing, the stigma around mental health. People didn't talk about it, and it was really hard for us to move on. And, and we saw how big of a problem there is in our world about mental health and how many people struggled. How many people reached out to us about it? And, and we're like, you know, we need to do something. And, and, and so doing that, we started my foundation, The Defensive Line, uh, where our mission is to end the epidemic of youth suicide, especially young people of color, by transforming the way we connect and com- communicate over mental health. And um, before that, like, I was went through my own battle. Like, I, I, I lost my sister. I didn't know how to keep living after she died. I was supposed to be the third pick in the draft, balling, um, you know. And I thought that if I spoke about my mental health, people would say, because I'm not balling, he's making excuses over his mental health. And I thought I had to be this strong man. And I had the wrong definition of strong. I had the wrong definition of being a man. Mm. And I had to... I had to go to therapy. I had to go to dark places and and get pa- and go to and learn how to get past them through in therapy, in meditation, in journaling, and learning how to take care of myself. And it wasn't until probably eight nine months after my sister died by suicide, a couple months after I was going through my own like suicidal journey, that I realized it's okay not to be okay. It's okay for me to feel like my whole world is messed up right now because it is. My sister's died by suicide. I don't know how to move on. It's okay for me not to have it all figured out. And once I figured that out, it's like my whole world opened up. It's like I didn't have, have this burden on me to feel like I had to be great. Like I had to be just happy because I had money, because I was a third pick in the draft, because I had status. Once I realized that it's okay not to be okay, it's okay for me to feel human, I was able to feel free, able to feel like, okay, like I can get this, I can do this. I can take the steps to make a difference and to be myself. So good. Powerful. So I think powerful. about you. I think about Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think about Lane Johnson. Yep. Uh, it's become less and less taboo um, in recent years. What kind of conversations are you able to have with your peers, Uh whether it's in the Jets locker room or whether it's just around the league? Like, you know, how, how... how common are these? Yeah. Do guys lean on one another for strength? It's like, it's the the change in my time in the league of mental health in the NFL has been extremely hopeful and motivating. Just the, the conversations guys are having. Um, you know, when I was at my time with the Niners, when I when I put out an article or did the Monday night special, um, and we talked about my sister and mental health. The guys like Eric Armstrong, DeForest Buckner reaching out to me and be like, hey, like, Sally, like, great article, appreciate you starting there. Then I go to the Raiders, and guys are asking me, hey, how do I get into therapy? How do I get help? 
I hear what you're saying, but I don't know how to do it. Mm. And that was a big step. And then one of my teammates at the Raiders, you know, credited one of the better seasons of his, his, of his career to starting regular therapy. And that was just motivating and, and huge for me. And then I go to the Jets where it might not be as a big mental health conversation, but guys are, are wanting to start the conversation. We're like, okay, why is this important? Like, I, I feel like I can just push through it. Why can't I just keep doing that? And just ha- the fact that we're having those conversations is, is really changing the culture in the locker room about that we have to be these big, strong men. Like, we can be these big, strong men, but we also can be human. We also can feel anxious, feel depressed, but we also can go out there and put someone on their butt and, and still be a man. Like, it's okay to cry. Men cry. It's okay for men to have feelings and have emotions. It's part of the everyday human experience. And I was going to say, what, what was that like for you? Uh, how did it translate to the field, knowing that I mean, I, it, there's a freedom now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can just kind of articulate what's in there. Yeah. Did, it, did, did you feel like, okay, now mm-hmm. I can just do my thing here yeah. better? Definitely. You know, and that's what I like to tell guys is that mental health and physical health, they're not separate. They're not their own entities. They're together. Yes, it's just health. Yes, yes. Yeah, we got to stop saying yeah. that. It, yeah. it, it, and it's so true because once I told guys, like, my time in San Fran, my second year after my sister died by suicide, um, I was having a pretty bad year. Like, felt like I was running in mud. Felt like I was just physically out of it and mentally out of it. But once I started going to therapy later in the year, I finished the games with, like, six strong games, the best, my best six games of that, that year for me. And, like, during the season, you can't get bigger, faster, stronger. You, you're, you're, you're in practice too much. You're under too much stress. But once I cleared my mind, my physical came with my mind. Mm. And that's what I like to tell guys that it's, it's a whole health. You look at the work Kobe Bryant used to do and the mental work he used to do with, like, acceptance, with handling your emotions, being still, being at peace, the, the, the Bruce Lee-type work that he did. And he did that so he could be free and, and just be one on the court. And I think that's just so huge that guys miss that, that, hey, if I do this mental work, it's going to make my physical work better too because they're all intertwined. They're all combined. It's one health. So I guess, listen, I'm thinking, like, you know, like you mentioned, third pick of the draft and the expectations yeah. that come with that. Yeah. Hey, man, I, I – not that the NFL or even just life in general mm-hmm. is, or any industry, like, you know, nobody wants to hear quote-unquote excuses, yeah, right? Yeah. But I, I said this before, I think a theme for this season, whether it's DeMar Hamlin, whether it's yeah. a competition like this, is about the humanity under the helmet, right? Yeah. And I just wonder, like, you think about players not performing, mm-hmm. how much, because if it's somebody's got a knee injury yeah. or an elbow injury or a sprained ankle, it's like, all right. He played hurt. Yeah. And it's like everybody's accepting of that. Yeah. But, like, when it's something going on up here and here, yeah. it's, it's, because it's been so taboo for so long, how many mm-hmm. people have, have professional struggles that we just never gave the level yeah. of empathy or sympathy or understanding yeah. to as to why they mm-hmm. may not have mm-hmm. lived up to being yeah. the third overall pick yeah. when something was going on and we just weren't privy yeah. to? Yeah. That's got to be super yeah. common. It is, and it really is. Like, part of this game, part of it, uh, succeeding in the NFL is, is being mentally, being in that mental space and being able to dominate mental space. And if you have other areas of your life where you're not okay or you're struggling and you don't know how to fix or help those areas, then, like, you know, it's really hard to perform when you're struggling there. And the thing is with the ACL, with the elbow, you see those injuries. So yeah. all, the, all the fans, spectators, coaches, everyone around you, like, oh, we see why he's not performing. But when, when you have too many distractions or you're, you're struggling with anxiety or you're, you have a lot of things going on off the field that are causing you to be depressed, and you don't fix those, then, like, people are like, oh, like, oh, that sounds like an excuse. Sounds like, like the whole Ben Simmons thing. Like, it, it, there's, a, there's a lot. Like, mm. And even if Ben yeah. Simmons didn't have any mental health issues before yeah. everything he went through, he dang sure is going to have them now after how everyone yeah. treated him through calling him excuse, all that. Yeah. Yeah, so. Well, well, 
So I will talk to you about a potential future yeah. teammate. Yeah. And it's easy to to crack on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's easy, 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 easy. But I was thinking about this yesterday, Mike, because we started to talk about it, and then we had a guest, mm-hmm. so we didn't really get into this darkness retreat that Aaron Rodgers is going to go on and decide his future. Yeah. The more I thought about it, I was like, that sounds kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, you referenced in the video yeah. we play, like meditation. He's talking about isolation. It's like, yeah. I, I just wonder if, I don't know if you've experienced anything like that, if yeah. you've gone through an exercise like that uh-huh. to get that kind of clarity. But like, like, all jokes aside, maybe Aaron Rodgers is like, maybe he's yeah. on to something. Yeah. And maybe, yeah. Maybe, I, maybe I need to do something. Like, I was thinking, like, maybe I need to go into a dark room yeah. and just have silence and turn off my phone and, yeah. you know. I, I, th- I think I don't know exactly what Aaron's doing, but I, I I do like the idea of it. Like I like the idea of going somewhere and being present. Like we, we we live in this world where everything's on our phones, everything social media. We're always chasing something, comparing something, wanting something, and it's hard for us to be present with the people we are, or even ourselves, and really kind of look in like and look in ourselves and be like, okay, what growth do I need? Where am I at? What do I need to see? Or what's next for me? What's best for me? I think that like being present, whether I the way I do it, I like to meditate. I like to do wellness, like. Mental wellness kind of things, where like I'm just zoning. Because in my life, things are always going. Football's always going. Training's always going. Meditation helps me calm down, and be present, and like just put my phone away for a sec. So whatever it is, whatever journey you have, or the coping thing you have for that, whether it's like a four-day retreat, or meditation, or journaling, or therapy, those things can help you be present to really figure out like, hey, like okay, what's for me? What growth do I need? What's next? Dude, man, you've helped us today. Listen, if you, <laughs> yeah, you helped everybody. You helped every. You really helped all. I mean, that's a, such a word, man, and that's what you've been doing. Like a nominee for Walter Payton Man of the Year, and one of the reasons why the Jets have such an attractive culture for people like an Aaron Rodgers. We talked to Garrett yep. Wilson yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Robert Sala brought you in yep. Yep. to to turn this culture around, and you guys have already been successful. Good luck moving yes, forward on and off the field, man. Good luck Thursday night, but. You know, you've already won with just the nomination, yeah, right? I appreciate Thanks it, for the work yeah. you're doing. Thank you. Yeah, Solomon Thomas, Solomon. ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, guys. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. All right. We got more company coming up from Phoenix Convention Center, Radio Road, the Media Center, Super Bowl 57. Almost here. We're almost done with today's show. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The second half, you guys on defense came out and were able to get stops. What adjustments were made during that break? Nothing. Just drop your nuts. Really, that's all it is. That's how you become a spokesperson. Wow. Listen, let me tell you something. And Cam is... Smith, former South Carolina Gamecock, future NFL, all-pro cornerback, coming to a team near you. Um, this time of year at Radio Row, the Super Bowl, you get a lot of guys promoting a lot of products, right? Right. And typically it's like an afterthought. If we're being honest, this is thoughtful. It's like it's more about the interview, but in this situation, Cam, this is the most 
exciting product we've ever had a exciting chance Exciting and thoughtful. I this mean, is Saks, okay? And Saks is offering to give these drop-temp underwear to every player who has entered the NFL draft. Cam came bearing gifts. This is exactly what I need. Because let me say something, Cam. I don't know. See, you young. Michael and I got draws older than you. <laughs> and our wives are like, throw them damn draws away. They got holes in them draws. But it's like, you know, you get attached. So, so new draws is exactly what we need, brother. Thank you so much. Add them to the rotation, man. <laughs> add, add them to the rotation or they, they become the primary. You yeah. know I mean? throw, some, throw some stuff out of the rotation so this becomes what, what it's all about. Man, this is great. So did you ever oh, you think? the color ones. I mean, no, no, no. Get that back. Come on. All right. Come on. All right. Get right. your hands off my drawers. Right. <laughs> Leave them alone. <laughs> Did you ever think that, you know, given that press conference, very organic in the moment, would lead to this? I really did. And, really, and how did it come about? I really ain't think nothing of it. I really wasn't uh, thinking too much of it. I was just talking. Like, I was just being myself, so I wasn't, it wasn't really planning or nothing like that. And so, and how did that, who, who reached out to you? Like, how, what was the process like of getting um, to this I point? mean, we had a, uh, a little deal with them before that, just get a little apparel and stuff for the whole team and stuff like that. And then we kind of part, we kind of did like a little commercial and stuff, a little, like I think eight of us did it, uh, a little commercial for them. And then like, it was like two weeks after that, that's when we had beat Tennessee. And then yeah. that's when the quote came. But it's not only a quote, it's not only a great line, it's not only led to a partnership and a, and a, and a deal with Saks. But it describes your, your style of play. Like, you you are, talking about scouting reports, Michael. Right. You are the kind of cornerback that teams long for as an inside-outside versatility. You can play outside. You can play the slot. Like, what is it that you bring to the table that's going to make you an exceptional cornerback at the next level? Uh, just like you just missing the versatility, uh, just bringing a, a, a kind of not a different mentality because I'm pretty sure a lot of people have the same mentality just just becoming like I know I'm, I'm that I know I'm him like I can do everything that, that they need me to do I can cover any receiver that they need me to cover so like it's just keeping it simple as that is there is there anybody you have looked at and said okay it's a little bit of my game but I got something different is there like you know two or three players where you say okay uh, I like that right off the bat uh Stephon Gilmore and JC Horn off the rip uh South Carolina having, yeah, shout out there you go. just having the right. South Carolina roots and being an alumni uh, just like being able to uh, pick their brains and stuff like that all the time, just on little things, even about life and stuff like that, just trying to model everything, just seeing the success that they have and just try to model my game after that. Yeah, we talk about Ohio State and Alabama for receivers. What's in the water in South Carolina for you cornerbacks? Uh, so it's just it's just a little something different down there. Yeah. Yeah, and what's it like now? I mean, just like we, we look at the league and we know every rule change in the league. If there's a rule change coming in the league, it's probably going to benefit the offense. Yep. I'm just going to let you know that now. <laughs> so how do you, and, and college football too is wide open, how do you keep up? How do you you know stay on your game when you know that you're already at a slight disadvantage because you just because of the side of the ball you're playing on. Uh, it's really just staying, uh, staying composed and, and, and stuff like that. Uh, like a lot of people, like when a receiver will break down and they, you, you weren't really ready for him to break down, trying to try to grab and stuff like that. But just staying compro- composed and stuff like that, just staying fundamental and staying, uh, have good eyes and stuff like that, and just just make sure that you, you don't grab and stuff like that. That's just really all it is. It's the grabbing part, really touching the receiver down the field. And I, probably, I bet some receivers let you know. They probably, you don't have to tell the secrets, but 
you just know, okay, he's about to get the ball now. You just know exactly yeah. when to turn, when to put your hands up. Yeah. So yeah. just those anticipation. It, it, is that some of the stuff that that JC and, and Stefan have, yeah, have helped I mean, you with? Yeah, a lot of they stuff came from a lot of film study and stuff like that. I, I learned that from both of them. Uh, just seeing that game, you can always tell like how they mirror receivers and stuff like that. Always anticipate anticipating a break and stuff like that. So just seeing that and, and, and trying to add that to my game. So what should we expect from you, man, when it comes to uh, draft season, your combine performance, your pro day? What kind of show you going to put on? I'm going to put on a show, definitely. Um, I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to make sure that I'm, I'm highest in every category as a DB. Yeah, man. Like, uh, I don't know if you know how much tape you've seen of this kid. He got, he got that. It's, it's one thing to have a physical skill. It's one thing to have a versatility. you got to have this attitude to play that definitely. position. Definitely. Especially inside and outside the way you definitely did, gotta have a confidence and a swag. Where'd that come from? Island. Yeah, I was gonna I mean, say, where'd it come from? It just really a lot of people doubt me, stuff like that. I mean, I, off, off the rip, I really didn't feel like I, I was supposed to be in the, in the position that I was coming in, coming out of high school and coming to uh, South Carolina. I felt like I was kind of out of position. I felt like I, this wasn't supposed to be me, stuff like that. But just getting the confidence and, and seeing that I can do this, all right, bet like it, it, it's over with. Like ain't nobody can tell me nothing, nothing different now. Was it? Was there a, a? I'm sure you had that attitude. Was there a particular performance where you said, "Okay, this confirms what I've been trying to tell y'all"? Uh, you know, a, maybe a, a specific player or a specific team where you felt like, um, "Okay, I'll I show really." Them. I mean, I, I can't even say that happened during the season. I really came in practice because I mean, the way we practice and stuff at South Carolina, like just having like the game mentality and stuff like that throughout the whole week, just make sure we prepare and stuff like that. So I'll just say like coming in through practice, like. Making sure that, that I, I, I did everything I was supposed to do on this play, didn't have a loaf or bust or none of that, a misassignment or any of that, and just seeing everything come together day by day, I just started to notice, like, all right, like, you got it. Like, you're starting to get it. So just it's, it's all about just keeping it right there and making it better. Yo, so uh, thank you for the draws. <laughs> um, and I think you got massage right and everything. Yeah. Um, we also like T-shirts. You got any Drop Your Nuts T-shirts? Uh, I can probably get y'all some of them by the end of the day. Yeah? By the yeah. end of the Hook day. It Hook it up, dog. Look at that. He's making it happen. He said, by the end of the day. Okay? <laughs> end of business. I got it. Yeah. Uh, hey, man, we appreciate you coming appreciate through, brother. Y'all. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Thanks for the gifts. Yeah. Enjoy this we'll process, see. man. We'll see you, you on go Sundays. Through it once. Yes, we'll see you on Sundays real soon. Where will we see uh, Aaron Rodgers on Sundays? Is a huge question. Uh, You're yep. talking about he going to prison, really. <laughs> he talking about he, he get fed through a slot door. <laughs> he was <laughs> on Pat McAfee. Well, I'm still uh, in the art of contemplation about my future, and that's why I think it's going to be important um, to get through this week, and then uh, you know to uh, uh, to take my uh, you know my isolation retreat, and just to be able to contemplate all things uh, my future and then uh, and then make a decision that I feel like is is best for me moving forward and in the highest interest of my happiness and then uh, and then move forward it's a darkness retreat wow. and I've had you know a number of friends who've done it and had some profound uh, experiences and it's something that's been on my radar for a few years now and I felt like it'd be awesome to do regardless of where I was leaning after this season so it's been on the calendar for uh, months and months and months and it's coming up uh, in a couple weeks just fascinated by this man i i just i don't know why it takes that those great lengths to make such a decision that seems kind of cut and dry but i'm fascinated by what he thinks coming out of it i'm fascinated to see where he goes he obviously could still play the other guy before we wrap up the show Derek carr going to visit the saints how about that that is a perfect fit 
Because that team, there's no path to a quarterback. Oh, I like it. And their roster like it. is old enough to where they just need a guy to provide stability at that position. They could win that division next year. And then when he goes to New Orleans, he's like, hey, man, you know. You I was know, like, I always knew. That's my guy. The official quarterback or brother from another. I'm going to call you, you out, know too. I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to call you out. <laughs> the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.